After last time, I thought we had heard all the big revelations from Mr. Dope, but he just keeps going with this one. There's so much to learn about Aria and Orion, hyperdonors and hyperzorbers. It, it's like this whole new world to learn about. Plus, no, oh, well, I'll let you listen. just joining us, I don't know what to say except start from the beginning. This isn't your typical podcast. This is Unerasable. Hello? Oh, there we go. It's been so long since I've been back here, where it feels like it all started. I mean really started. Not where we met, but where we became friends and confidants. It's really amazing that this place has sat vacant for so long. Isn't this prime real estate? I'm sure someone would love to live here. I love living here, and all I had was a sleeping bag and some day-old bagels. I can't believe it's here. Sleeping bags sitting right there, bunched in a corner. It all looks completely undisturbed. Like it's been waiting for me. Confident that I would return. I had to get out of Alex's apartment. It, it was just too much being cooped up in there. You know how she feels about our little chats. So, it's difficult. I'll go back. I just need to sneak away for a little while have some breathing room, you know? I miss you when we don't get time together. I don't care what anyone thinks. Our little sessions, as Lily calls them, have done me a ton of good. And that's what I need right now. The memories just keep coming back. And they have for weeks. I just... I don't know. That's why I had to come here. Eva woke something inside of me. Finding her picture from Lake Wall and Paul Pack opened the floodgates. It's almost too much to process. What's the saying? Like uh, drinking from a fire hose. That's how this is. The memories have been rushing back so fast, and, and it feels like they'll fly right past me if I don't catch them. In a weird way, it reminds me of back when I was in the psych ward, when I felt out of it. Like I didn't have control over my mind. Before I found you. Before you helped me slow down and process the discoveries, or recoveries, I guess. I'd really like to know my name. Is that too much to ask? Why would that be buried so far down in the vault of my memory? anchored to the bottom of the reservoir. So many memories have come back, but somehow, not that one. I have glimpses of my childhood now. Like before, when things would come to me, it feels like dreams I'm remembering. 
like they're from someone else's life. I almost dismiss them, but there's this little thing about them, this tiny hook, this tingle that tells me they're from my life, that they're real. I remember my mother, barely, but she's there in a handful of broken scenes from my childhood, but also as a teenager and even a little bit as an adult. I don't think she's alive anymore though. There's a despondency punctuating her memory. That chapter's been closed. I can feel it. It's not sad, it just is. My father's the opposite. There's nothing there, good or bad, just an empty slot. The older man, the friend, perhaps an uncle, maybe a grandfather, he's there in several memories, but no siblings. So it was just me. Well, me and Eva. She was my family. And she found me on Alex's kitchen floor. But I still don't know how. Alex didn't know anything. She didn't know anything about the photo, anything about Eva. Man. I came on strong. I was angry. I confronted her as soon as she walked in the door, ambushed her as she was bringing home hoagies. Her reaction was unexpected. I hadn't considered a world where everything wasn't secretly being manipulated against me. That there weren't dark ulterior motives everywhere. Even after my delusional aberration, in remembering the tragedy with Eva, I still couldn't break the sense that everything was part of some looming conspiracy. I was so sure. I reacted with instinct with Alex. My instincts told me that she had betrayed me. How else could you explain it? But her reaction was genuine. Confusion and compassion, not even defensiveness. It took a while. We talked for a long time, but eventually I calmed down, opened my mind a little, and I believe her. She had no idea what I was talking about. Even when I presented Eva's photo, this moment of triumph that I had built up in my mind to call her out on all her lies, but there was nothing. Honest indifference, bewilderment, concern. I think I scared her a little, but I wanted her to be scared, you know? This isn't a game. Still, she didn't waver. So, it's not hers. She's not part of the dark side of this. She's the light. She is help. And it's not in her to doubt our friendship, our trust. 
She couldn't even see that I was trying to call her out. That's how secure she was. How deeply confident she is that we're on the same side. How does she do that? I keep looking for a reason not to trust her. I keep doubting her and attacking her unfairly. How do I turn this paranoia off? She's on my side. I just keep telling myself that, but how do I just accept it? Man, when you lose your sense of self, you lose everything. You can't trust your mind or your intuition. You're left with nothing. Even you. You, who also has stood by me. Even when I'm not making sense or I'm doubting your loyalties or I'm just an asshole. Can't I just let those who care for me care for me? I want to. I swear I want to. Ugh, because it just doesn't make sense. There's no magic. I mean, there's a line that connects the dots of the world based on logic, and I can't find it. There's order amongst the chaos, explanations. If I can't find them, I'm just not thinking hard enough. I'm not considering something. Oh. So what am I missing? There's something I'm just not seeing. Oh. It wasn't just her. But I, I didn't know. No, I didn't, but, but I did. I learned later, much later. I figured it out because no one knew. She never told anyone and somehow I, I had figured it out. Before the blast that wiped my memory, we crossed paths and I... Files. 287-3266-42935 in the directory. I was checking her out because she had been cast as a potential and then... Then we met. And somehow... I, somehow I put it all together. When I did, I didn't know what to do. I mean, it was too much of a shock. After all those years, and I almost wanted to write it off, but I couldn't. I thought it was too late, but... The older man, the friend, he, he told me that there was no such thing as it being too late. Not for that. The time could heal anything. But I had to forgive myself. Because this part... That wasn't my fault. And I couldn't lose hope. As cliche as it was, that day really was the first day. Just like this day really could be the first day of the rest of my life. But that was what made life so exciting. That every moment was ridden in hope. Today doesn't have to be on the same road as yesterday, or the same path as tomorrow.
but I still had a chance. And I still have a chance to make things right. To start over. To be better. And that stuck with me. That was part of me setting out to make things better. Even into this messy, obscured new life. Wow. I remember before she died, when Eva went into the coma, she was pregnant. I wanted to bring her to Orion. I knew that ordinary doctors wouldn't know how to treat her. They wouldn't understand what had happened. You know, when I woke up and I was out of it, that Eva had given away too much of herself, too much Aurea, and that that was the reason she was in a coma. The Orion doctors said it would be even more dangerous for her in Orion because she was a hyperdonor. Her subconscious couldn't hold the Aurea. It always wanted to offer it to people. And her being with me there, with my being, trying to absorb everything, it was no good. And in Orion, we wouldn't be able to help because she would only end up losing more. It would just make things worse. The doctors in Aurea said that the best thing for her was to stay away from Oreographs and Aurea Exchange and all of Orion, and that she could heal in the outside world. They were optimistic about it. But they didn't know she was pregnant. But there was always someone there for her to offer Aurea to. I didn't know either. No one knew but her. And I figured it out later. Genetically, hyperdonors are rare. And they're made increasingly rare because they often don't survive through pregnancy. It's one of the unanswered medical questions that Orion doctors have figured out over the rest of the world. Explain some of the unexplained miscarriages and stillbirths, even SIDS oftentimes. Usually Aurea is in balance between a mother and a child during pregnancy. If anything, the baby zorbs more. But if a baby, even a fetus, is a hyperdonor, it'll give away its Aurea as soon as it's old enough to have it, to form it, whenever that is. It gives away its life force to its mother, and if it accidentally gives away too much, which is often the case with hyperdonors, it ends badly and the baby's lost. The only way hyperdonors are born typically is if their mother is a hyperdonor as well. See if the mother is a hyperdonor, she dones more Aurea also. She's giving Aurea to the pregnancy. So both mother and child are constantly giving away and well it balances them out. It works fine. 
Unless that balance is disturbed and the mother is weakened. She's out in the world as a hyperdonor, offering her aura, her life force, her chi to everyone else. And then it's dangerous for the mother, but even when her life is in danger, she can't stop. She's a giver and she gives. She dones to the baby and the baby survives. And Eva, the love of my life, died eight years ago. That's why I recognized her. That's why I knew her. And knew I needed to find her. Even though Eva never told me about her. And even though I had figured it out, I never told her. I was scared. She's not too dangerous. She was rejected from Orion because Orion is too dangerous for her. Just like it was for her mother. She's a hyperdonor, like her mother before her. And I couldn't protect Eva, but I'll be damned if I can't protect her. That's why I wouldn't bring her. And while my wife is gone, at least I still have a daughter. Hazel. The picture was hers, or is hers. It's probably the only thing she has of her mother. Taken back before she was born, when her mother and I went to Lake Wall and Paul Pack. We rented a cabin, disappeared from the world. One of the best days of my life. Followed only by the day. I learned that I had a daughter. And now the day I remember that I still do. It must have been in Eva's wallet or something. Been with her. When she passed at the hospital, the only next of kin was a small infant. I have to tell her. But how? Why didn't I tell her before? Before I lost my memory? Before all of this? I remember, Hazel learned about Orion. She wanted to go. She, she begged me. But I told her it wasn't real. I lied to her. I thought I was protecting her, but... I got us both targeted by the Eidolon. Our memories wiped, our lives broken and nearly unrecoverable. I still don't know how they did it. How they took away what they took away like that, but that strategy, my old strategy of lying to Hazel, that didn't work. I've been given another chance. 
And this time, I'll do it right. Hazel, you knew she was important, and you were right. I guess your instincts aren't as bad as you thought, Mr. Doe. Well, that's all he recorded. Between all that we're learning about Orion and Mr. Doe uncovering his past, I hope he records again soon. Please help us spread the word on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram with the hashtag unerasable. If you feel inspired to write a review, that'd be really great. It may not exactly help Mr. Doe, but it'll keep me inspired. I'm trying my best to make it sound like a real podcast and keep everybody interested. And as always, if you know anything that might help, email me at lilymikhail at gmail.com or you can go to the website unerasable.com. Thanks, and see you next time.